Good morning. What's up? What's up? It's Joe here. This is Jordan. The 8 a.m. shift. 8 a.m. shift. A pod shift. A pod shift. A pod <laughs> uh, what's up, man? Nothing much. So I think we have a... I guess we're kind of catching up to the media cycle yet again. Right. This week. <laughs> you know. You know, jobs keeping us back. But someday yeah. we'll be able to... Yeah. <laughs> you know. One day we will wield the Infinity Stones. All of them. <laughs> we will we, we wield all the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Which... Uh, uh, oddly enough, this episode we got a little uh, Infinity yeah. Infinity War yeah. round table with uh, mostly just a bunch of nerds. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, we figured you know it was partially like we were only able to get together like a little bit a few weeks after, right, but partially because right. we didn't want to really do like a real spoiler episode until a little bit later on. So now I feel like you know a month or whatever after the movie, it's good. To, we you can talk yeah. about it. You can talk about it now. Yeah. Like if you haven't seen it, shame on you. <laughs> but and you know, you'd be surprised when people I've met that have not watched Infinity War or Black Panther. Yeah, no, no. I've, I've, to be honest, Allie hasn't seen any of them. <laughs> my uh, my fiance, she hasn't seen any of them. So she, she's one of those people. If she listens to this episode, it's gonna shatter the glass. Yeah, I'm a little shocked right now. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So we got that coming up uh, in this episode, which I think is cool. It's yes, just man. kind of us, you know, talking about what. You know, nerding out about how we liked it and also yep. like maybe some yep. fan theories but yep. uh, I don't know you know the world's been crazy as always we got uh, you know um, Trump putting tariffs on everybody <laughs> left and right <laughs> Roseanne Barr uh, being Roseanne Barr right, right. and uh, what else oh and the NBA finals the man. NBA finals oh and then the Drake push a T oh the Drake push a T that's yeah. right I'm I guess I'm probably the more between the two of us. I'm probably more familiar with it. Yes, because uh, you're cool, Jordan. Yeah, and I how'd you not. know? How'd you know? Uh, uh, I hang out with rap, hip hop writers, and <laughs> they tell me everything and keep me in the know. Uh, so like, I, I got a little. I I know like parts of the beef. Like it's like he's calling Drake out for being like you know a bad father and wearing blackface, which apparently right. uh, there's a photo out there. Some you know, I still haven't seen the photo. And you told me about it, and I was like, man, that's crazy. But then I was, like, too lazy to go search it. But, uh, yeah, so what's going on with that, man? I mean, I'll keep Or at least what are are your feelings about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll keep it short. It just... Listen, I like Drake's music. He makes feel-good, fun music. Um, But I think he probably entered a territory that he didn't really expect. And... You know, as much as I beefing with a rapper who's got more skills than him. Well, I mean, hey, like I know some people that have their own um, hangups about Pusha T. Right. Um, I know the clips have traditionally gotten a lot of flack for rapping too much about drugs, um, and even like the album Daytona, which is a dope album. I actually highly recommend it if you're into like, you know, like, you know, real ass fucking rap, rap dudes <laughs> talking real like fucking Reagan era. Right, you know, right, right. Um, but I mean, also the thing with Daytona that I really like too, and also the same goes for his last album, My Name Is My Name. Mm is that he makes a lot of, for this generation, you can call them antiquated, like, drug use references. Right. No, not drug use, but drug dealing and kind of... Right, kind right. Of like, like, he, you know, he was, he, uh, like, used to be on a corner selling drugs. Yeah, but he yeah. prides himself on a, a kind of, like, eighty like 80s era, like, crack era, like, um, uh, you know, cocaine dealer high life, right? Right. That's his, that's his thing, right? right? But 
if you like movies I mean, like Scarface, if you like TV shows like The Wire, if you like shit like Breaking Bad, it's actually kind of a dope. Right, album, right, right. You know, the fucked up thing is that as you're listening to it, you really start wondering, how, like, if the glorification of this type of lifestyle really has led to, you know, the, the disempowerment of his community in some right, ways. But, right. like, you're kind of also... Um, you know, you're kind of fascinated by it just because of the outlandishness of it. You know, he, I, I've said to other people in the past, I know some of my like hip hop, like head friends are really right, going right. to give me shit for this, but I've always likened him to like, you know, the cool G rap of a new generation and mm. cool G rap was also another dude who, um, positioned himself, especially at like the peak of his era as like the, the rapper's rapper, like an MC's MC, but like right. a guy that also pride himself on, you know, um, you know, having those connections to like organized crime, you know, his, I guess like his raucous album was called the Giancana story, mm. right? This is cool G rap, the Giancana story. If you know anything about Samuel Giancana, you know, the leader of the Chicago outfit, like right. he was positioning himself because he wanted like that mafioso era imagery. Um, and I see like Pusha T was kind of like in that, in the, in cut from the same cloth. That, so that's my hang up about the album but at the same time it's a dope album I guess bring this back to Drake though like Drake has always been like you know the feel good guy like he's like kind of like the handsome jock that like women always swoon after <laughs> right, right? right but like the thing with handsome jocks is that they can be irresponsible at times and when the magnitude of, of life catches of, of redoing real life shit catches up to you right. they don't know how to act or respond and I feel like this is that type of situation where like right, right, right. you know what I mean like for in my in my world it's like jocks were always the cool guys but there was always another set of cool guys that were the great equalizers and for those guys it was like that being the outcast like drug dealer guy <laughs> right, who, right. who was kind of like yo you know your life is good and golden my life is fucking like not so golden so <laughs> right. you know um there's even this line on the first track of daytona um uh where he says something like uh it was like uh bricklayers and in, in ball and i think it's bricklayers and ball shorts right right He's basically referencing like like drug dealers who ball, you know, like that was actually like a thing. Like he's referencing guys like Pee Wee Kirkland or whatnot, um, and that was a world that he came from where you had you couldn't just be the like a pretty boy jock. You also had to be like a tough guy too. Right. And I feel like Drake just wasn't Ain't expecting. <laughs> he's just not that guy, you know. Wait, but is, is Drake from like Toronto? Where, where yeah, he's from like, Toronto. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's not like I'm not saying this. Like I'm like I'm at the point now where like I don't really like take sides and like that type of stuff right. because it's like who knows Pusha T could potentially have some like dirt on him that you're like oh that wasn't cool dude you right. know but you know I just look at it like yo the you know like like if you if you like like the cool guys or you want to be down with the pretty boys like you know you know you was probably one of them dudes that fucks with Drake like there was always a mold of a guy like that when I was growing right, up especially right. when, when you, we all grow yeah, yeah you know I always have like this imagery and I joke around all the time of like if you ever been around like the, the jock that like had patent leather Pradas like in his like locker right and like had the varsity jacket or was always like the guy that like his parents let him borrow, I remember those dudes. you know his parents let him borrow like the BMW and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that you're like this guy right nobody driving BMW you know there was this one kid that I remember he had uh, like all these like different color like his glass like different color lenses and like but like different color glasses like he had all these really expensive glasses and he would talk about like how his dad would like let let him drive like a Jeep or something like that when we were kids <laughs> but, like, I don't know, man. You know, is that a cop? <laughs> Probably. I think he lived in Queens. <laughs> um, it's funny you talk about you, you talk about hip hop the way I talk about movies. <laughs> You're just going off. Yeah. I was like, here he is. We got him started. Yeah. Uh, no, but um, no, no. I get it. it's like Pusha T. I mean, his name's Pusha T. Like, let's be for him. <laughs> but uh, he's like one. So like, it's funny. I've always been like. When it comes to, like, dudes dra rapping about, like, you know, selling drugs and doing drugs, like, there's, like, 
a line I draw, right? Yeah, like yeah. dudes like like Biggie and like Jay Z and these guys like rapping about like in their youth what they did to get by, right? That I'm, I wasn't necessarily. I'm not. I'm not against that necessarily because like this is a life they live. But once you start glorifying it to yeah, a certain point, yeah. then I'm kind of like, all right, this is going to be to the detriment of the community, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, honestly, I haven't heard much of Pusha T. Maybe something here or there, but like I'm gonna, I'll probably check out that Daytona album now. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> <He> got me. <laughs> like I remember when we had this. You got me. Yeah, I remember we had that conversation where you're like, I'm not gonna listen to that Jim Jones album, and I yeah. was like, Yeah, I mean, just a bunch of a Bronx Tale. <laughs> Clips, right? But I was like, I fucking love a Bronx Tale. So. <laughs> Jordan's but, favorite movie. Yeah, but I mean, Daytona actually has like some like if you were never really convinced of of him before, this might actually convince you. Right, and it's right. like he's not really like a guy that relies heavily on hooks. He made the album uh, seven tracks. Right. Oh and, man. Yeah, it's like short. It's a quick listen, and like I said, it's you're gonna, you're gonna have parts of you that are gonna have to reconcile the fact that he is in, in a lot of ways glorifying. A lifestyle but you know like i said if you like scarface if you like godfather <laughs> like there's parts of the, the song that you're just like yo this is like this is dope even right, though like right, i was right. saying that line that he was referencing um bricklayers and ball shorts right um there's that scene in the in the wire season one where um like you know the east side and west side has a basketball game right right, right? right, right, right. and like you know avon's talking shit to prop joe all day but like you know it's like some real shit like they're both of them were drug dealers but they had basketball squads you right, know what right, i mean right. like people like they were funding the community. I mean, that happened all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you know. So like, it was sh even shit like that. Like, um, I kind of like about his his. Did you see above the rim? <laughs> <laughs> also, a movie starring uh, uh, Wood Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, and his last album was called My Name Is My Name, which is also a reference to The Wire. Right. You right, know. Right, right, so, right. yeah, I mean, like. I, I, I always always felt weird about Pusha as like a solo artist because I think his best work was with the clips. But you know, I took a chance listening to "My Name Is My Name." I really liked it, and then like this one, he was like, "I'm dropping Daytona." I was like, "All right, I'll definitely listen to that." Yeah, yeah, I'm on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll probably check it out. I'll Spotify it. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but Drake for me has always been like, honestly, man, I've never really been a Drake fan, right? Uh, but he's like one of those guys where like when I would hear it, like he makes, he makes wedding music. Right, right, but like in or certain settings, bot mitzvah music, <laughs> bot mitzvah music, <laughs> in uh, sweet sixteen music, uh, quinceanera, music. <laughs> yeah. Dominican quinceanera. Th there music. you go. To be exact, <laughs> uh, he's one of those guys that, like, in certain settings, you, I'd hear his his music and I'd be like, "Yo, this shit is corny." And but then, like, if you were like out, like you know bunch of friends hanging out i mean like you know like not that i went to like clubs but you know like that kind yeah, of setting yeah, yeah. and it came on you'd be like all right i can kind of groove to this yeah but but by that point you're not really listening to drake you're just listening to whatever beats dropping during the song yeah. so it's kind of like yeah uh yeah i always kind of thought he was a cornball so um seeing this like him sort of get like destroyed in some feud right now is not surprising to yeah me, uh, the the stuff that's coming out like the you know the blackface or whatever is a little little nuts but, yeah you know he yeah did what he did yeah speaking of people doing uh, racist shit <laughs> and suffering for it oh Roseanne oh Roseanne um I think we got to give a shout out to uh, Fraser uh, Fraser Thar <laughs> Fraser Thar Summer Man for uh, <laughs> you know initially laying into the issue with Roseanne right uh, in a previous episode and now it's come back <laughs> and now it's come back I mean there's some people who out there who out there who have said 
you know, we shouldn't give ABC too much credit because they knew this, they knew all this about her, right? And they still gave her the a opportunity show, yeah, to revive yeah. her show, um, which I understand this. I understand the sentiment. I don't think they were necessarily like. I don't think they were going with the mindset that she was going to say something so outlandish that she, right, you know. Right. Um, I, I think the aftermath though is even more startling because you know she's now like pointing fingers at all these writers and people that yeah the, the when she went after Wanda Sykes dude I was like that's nuts man yo, like yo it's fucking crazy because part of you is like okay what she said was racist about Valerie Jarrett right fair enough but like her going after Wanda Sykes was like that's that is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that is racist. Right. right? Like, it's only it's like say, the epitome of, like, what she was doing. Exactly. You know it's I mean? it's one thing to say a racist thing and then do take it a racist, like, like action. And act, right. And, like, almost, like, putting it, putting it out there. And you would think, like, you know, if she has a PR person, which I'm sure she doesn't, <laughs> but, or, you know, her agent, whoever, would be like, yo, maybe leave Wanda alone. <laughs> right? Yeah, Go right, with everyone right. else, but maybe leave Wanda alone. Uh, yeah, but, like, to attack her, like, she turned her back on me. Like, what do you expect? Like after right. that tweet, like you did you expect once? And then some of these people who were like, "Oh well, you know, the canceling of the show was, you know, you know, they 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 jumped the gun too quickly, and that was like, you know, an overreaction." People were gonna leave, man. Wanda was out right from the beginning, right? I'm sure Sarah Gilbert wasn't gonna stay there much longer <laughs> after that. And to be honest, um. Laurie Metcalf, man, I'm sure she wasn't oh, yeah. for that either. Yeah. And I hope my boy John Goodman would have left too. <laughs> but, but so I, I feel like people were gonna want to like maybe not as quickly as Wanda because she just like she was out. But like people would have pulled the Homer Sim, you know, the meme with Homer backing yeah, away yeah, into the yeah. bus <laughs> slowly. Yeah, yeah. that would have been like John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf. It's like, yeah, well, okay, yeah. we'll see you, bye, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. I feel like. I was having this conversation yesterday. Uh, people think that free speech, we have we have freedom of speech, which is an amazing thing. But people think it doesn't come with consequences. But do we? Right? <laughs> but but do we? Uh, Jordan's conspiracy theories uh, will be <laughs> oh, ne- next week's episode. Hashtag fascist liberals. <laughs> uh, but right, but we we have freedom of speech, but we have, there that doesn't mean it doesn't come with consequences, right? So she said what she said, and they took action, man. Like uh, I'm, I'm sorry if you're if you're gonna make these stances, you have to be willing to to accept the repercussions. Yeah, I mean the thing is like ABC is also like they're also this is also coming at a time when the NFL, you know was changing their bylaws because you know, for people that kneel during the national anthem. Right, right, right. You know, and, you know, I think for them it was like a, a multi-tiered, like, you know, I think there's a lot more to it than just, okay, they just didn't like what she said. It was right. like, because, like, I mean, ABC's in bed with uh, ESPN. Right. ESPN's in bed with the NFL. Right. You know, so they're probably also looking and at And it's all owned by Disney. It's all owned by Disney. <laughs> Racism brought to you by <laughs> Disney. <laughs> We, now, now, now we're never gonna get that commer- <laughs> that advertisement. Money, we're, we're never gonna get our we're never gonna get our bit rolls in uh, the Avengers. <laughs> you wanna know what we Avengers phase like four? <laughs> we talk about our love of the MCU so much. I think they'll forgive us. Yeah, right. No, but I, <laughs> clearly it's a joke, everyone. <laughs> um, but no, I think for them it's like a matter of um, you know, like you know, drawing the line in the sand too, because. You know, if I'm the president of, of ABC and I'm seeing all this, right. and it's like, if we let this slide, 
then it's like it's kind of like think about who's winning right you have you know the head of nfl saying you know saying like now nah, you, you know we're gonna find players who kneel right um you have if we let roseanne slides like then it becomes a thing where it's like we're okay with like that personality you know being on our network right being on a number one show and yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then I'm trying to think of another awful <laughs> thing related to it. But I mean, it kind of like if you look at it from that perspective. No, like, but I get what you mean. It's like they're letting these things. So it's like somebody had to get cut. You yeah. Know what yeah. I'm saying? yeah someone NFL, has to. The know. NFL ain't getting cut. Yeah. So it's like. And uh, I mean, and I'm, I was also hearing like a bunch of people were like, well, like this is going to be look bad for. Uh, I, I apologize. I'm forgetting the name of the, the woman who runs ABC. Um uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm blanking on I apologize. We should. I should have looked this up. But anyway, uh, she's African American, right? And people were like, "Well, you know, she's like this, the the only like African American like head of a TV station, and now this is gonna look bad and potentially like, you know, because they canceled the number one show. Like, will Disney like can? And I'm like. No, there was no way Disney was not in on the decision to to cancel oh, yeah. Roseanne. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Like that was a big board meeting that everybody sat around and they were like, "What do we do?" I mean, even the decision to greenlight it again was probably came with, you know, of course, we probably came with stipulations. I'm know? sure they told her like, "Hey, listen, you got to curb a few things." Yeah, but you know, she was on Ambien. <laughs> Uh, I love the ambient reaction. Ambient causes racism. Ambient causes racism. Like riddle, like was it uh, AD, ADD medication causes school shootings <laughs> right. and Por- porn por- and pornography, <laughs> right. and too many doors in schools. Right? Uh, I don't know. It's nuts. I, I, I we feel- shouldn't even be joking around about this, but this is literally like what just come down to what are what po- like politicians are yeah it's like it's not even more joking we're literally saying things politicians are saying like it's absurd like this this is not like things we're coming up with here um i don't know man i think it's all conspiracy by trump to uh to cloud the tariffs he's putting on on our uh on our uh, allies well i mean i do think the distraction joking by the way (laughs) well i I do think there's a level of distraction sometimes that kind of comes with the territory i mean look you had kim kardashian uh speak with him about prison reform right and while you know it i think he kind of knew or just in general if you think about the logic behind it we all knew he, they knew the visceral reaction was going to be like you know a shitstorm. Right. We all, for all we know, they might have actually had a constructive conversation. Doubt it. <laughs> but I mean, imagine, imagine for a second, they had a constructive conversation. And you also got to remember, in the same week, right? Um, it's rumored, uh, was it uh, Kanye had his listening session in Wyoming? First okay. album, right, like right, last right, night, right. It was like a very private thing. So you know, like everyone media is either watching the, the game or like you know, like listening to this live stream that he, this very private live stream that he had. Right. Um, and then on top of that, his 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 wife just came back from the White House to talk to his his dude. <laughs> his dude, his, his boy, dude, his dude, Donnie Donnie <laughs> J. Uh, Kanye's man's in him, Donnie J. In the White House. Uh, Obama had uh, Jay uh, Jay Z had Obama on speed dial. <laughs> Easy has Donnie J on speed. There you go. You know, (laughs) every rap artist has to have a president in in their pocket. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Kanye is a whole nother story. Killer Mike has Bernie on speed dial. (laughs) That's actually the combination I like the most. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know, man. Uh, let's move away from this before it angers me more <laughs> more than it is. Uh, who you got in the finals, man? Who, who I got in the finals? No. So uh, as of this moment, as of the recording of this podcast, uh, Golden State is up one nothing. It was a good game, man. They're they're up in the series one one nothing. It was a good game. It's a good game. Um, th- here's the thing that I usually say about the finals, especially if LeBron's in them. Right. He put up 51 points, man. It was crazy. <laughs> you beat him in four or five games. You go to game six or seven, he's going to win. He's going to take it, which I, I think is actually a good... That's actually statistically, I think, actually the case. He literally just did it to Boston. <laughs> no, exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with Boston. If you went back to um, 2016 when Golden State lost... They lost because they went out to like they let it go to game seven. Right. Although I will say, if Draymond Green's not suspended, I think we got a different outcome. But but I'm just saying. Um, if you go back, well, 2017, Golden State took it. Right. They, they went to like five games, I think. It was five. It was something like something that. Like, yeah. Right? Um, if you go back to when he was on the Heat, and there's like the 2013-2014 season, right? Um, 2013, he. He they they win, um, and that was the year like Tim Duncan like screwed up with the ball. Right, right. right? right. He slams his hands on the ground. Right, but they had let it go on to like game six or seven. Right, right. I think it was game seven. Right, the year after it goes. I think at most it was like five games. Right. The year after, right. The only team that swept them was the Mavericks. Was it the Mavericks? No, no. Spurs swept them the first time. Yes, and yeah, that yeah. was that was two thousand seven. Yeah, 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 right. And they yeah. swept them, and that was the time people had doubts about LeBron James because. Right. But I mean, I mean, like thing is like. Yeah, you, you got to give players the time to matriculate, right? right? So that's why I think, like, historically, like, LeBron's kind of... Um, a lot of people say that it's, he's, he's brute force, but it's, like, in a lot of ways, I understand his... Um, his style of play where it's like yo you you outlast the circumstances right you know you'll find a way to like outlast your opponents right the other but the thing is though is that the opponents have to look at it like you can't let them get that far you have to like every exactly. every, every and that's why like those 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 initial games are really crucial because um you basically got to punish them early yeah exactly yeah. exactly you have to like put them on like and you know that that fourth game is going to be insanely insanely competitive right. he might actually take one win like he did like you know, in previous most people are thinking NBA it's going to go five games, like he'll get one win, but because um, obviously Golden State's a heavy favorite. I remember uh, when I saw it was going into OT, it was like 107, 107, and I wasn't watching the game from the beginning. And then I was like, oh shit, like I got to get back and like watch this game. Uh, I remember thinking, like, man, this is bad that like he's taking Golden State into OT already, right? But then part of me was like, it's kind of good for Golden State because they're wearing him down, man. Like, wear him down early and he won't have those legs for later, man. Because it's true. If he, if you let him sort of pace himself through this series, exactly. he's just going to demolish he's, you yeah, later on. He is. All that to say, that doesn't mean I'm rooting against LeBron James. And I think that's, I want to make it clear. Like, I've just kind of come to this point of Zen right. in my, when it comes to the NBA that, like, I realize getting emotionally charged about it is right, useless. Right, right, right. Because if I had to choose, hey, if I had to choose a team to be in the playoffs, it'd probably be, like, the, I don't know, the Knicks or the Bulls or something. I mean, I'm <laughs> you know, a, a 90s team. Right? I'm a lifelong Knicks fan, so right. obviously I root for the Knicks, but they're right. awful. Yeah, but they're awful, right? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, this like, if I had a choice, I'd probably choose those teams. But I'm also at this point where I'm, like, just think about this very objectively, and it's like... Like, I can't say that I want to root against James. I think James, um, right. I mean, like, him and Curry have, I mean, what you're looking at is one of the greatest, is going to be remembered as one of the greatest 
like rivalries rivalries yeah. ever and i think the nba kind of needed that oh yeah yeah they needed know. it bad yeah because i mean i felt like at a certain point it was like every year the lakers were just playing someone different and you're like well it was, pro- <laughs> it was it was the problem was it was like it, there were the lakers right which like got a lot but it you know got a lot of press early on but it's true people kind of got tired of it and then it was san antonio who i loved i love but, san antonio but people too. thought they were a boring team yeah but the way I, they, everyone that says that i mean like me like i love i'm a technical person yeah me too no san antonio was amazing yeah but for for numbers ratings yeah people thought they were a little boring right yeah so this rival rivalry really like it's all right i was i was commenting yesterday that like we're gonna see we're gonna be seeing like now golden state fans in new york for like the next 20 years because it's kind of similar to like like the chicago bulls in the 90s or like say the the dallas cowboys in the 90s right they were like these winning teams so now new york's got a bunch of like old bulls fans and like old cowboys fans. well they say what is it was michael jordan i think was born in brooklyn or, yeah, 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 and like you know, obviously his connection to Spike Lee, Spike Lee was and all that. So like a lot of the cast from Brooklyn were like heavy Jordan fans, you know. But I was just I I, I know what you mean as a New York Knicks loyalist, like you got right, to, like, right. It's but but it's, it's like it, but it's it's like that happens. It's like you get these teams that become these like dynasties, yeah. And then they have these fans spread out all throughout yeah. the country. So like I see these little kids. I'm telling you, like I walk through the streets and I'm seeing kids in Golden State jerseys. Yeah. So like these are gonna be people who grow up like Golden State fans, like but yeah. in New York, you yeah. know, it's just funny how that how that. Plays I was never out. a Cowboys fan, by the way. Good man. I respected the Cowboys the way I respected. Oh, I hated the Cowboys, but I was a New York Giants. Hey, I respected the Green Bay Packers when they had their. See, Packers, I like. They had a you know they had a decent squad, but I mean, even now, if you're like, oh, are you like when I meet people that are Cowboys fans in New York, I'm like. I got I got one friend who's a, a Miami Dolphins fan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's like, how did that happen? Yeah. I, it's, it's funny because my favorite player like all the time was Dan Marino. So like, yeah, I, I mean that's watch. what that's his thing was that yo Dan. Yeah. I love that. I'm like I'm like, but I'm like but yo. I was never one of those guys that would follow a team because of the player. Like I could love the player and not have to love the team you was on. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm coming that way now with basketball more than I am with uh, football. Football, it's like I. You know, there's so many variables. Football's got its whole whole bunch of problems. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I should just like not like follow football ever again. <laughs> they, yeah. NFL. NFL. No. Um, but I, I guess kind of get back to the point. It's like with LeBron, I don't hate LeBron, dude. The dude is an amazing player. Yeah. He's going to be like top five all time, yeah. right? Yeah. I still don't think he's better than Jordan. People need to pump the brakes with that. But, and there's all kinds of reasons as to why I think that's... Uh, I know? mean, Curry's style of play is a little bit closer to like the way I remember. I remember Jordan playing. Than he's much more finesse than like uh, LeBron is an amazing player, right? Especially like Duke passed the ball like nobody's yeah. business. But he is a power player, right? Yeah. Jordan, man, I was watching a highlight video the other day when he's just laying up, like going under people, and like it was, it was like he was like it was like watching a gazelle in the air. Dude. Oh no, <laughs> it was, it's like, true. Yeah, no, nah, it's it crazy. Yeah, no, it was like beautiful to watch in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. even another thing too is that. I think Jordan's legacy, like, you know, Pippen has a legacy. Dennis Rodman, a North North Korea sympathizer, <laughs> and I guess somewhat of a Trump sympathizer too, right. as a as a as an NBA legacy. Maybe Rodman's the one making this all happen. <laughs> Illuminati hashtag Illuminati. Um, and I, you know, I brought up to someone the other day. Steve Kerr was a Chicago Bull. Yeah, it's you true. know, and. Yo, Jordan made Steve Kerr look fucking amazing. It's true. He, <laughs> he got him that you know. ball. He was hitting three pointers like nobody's business. Yeah. 
but anyway, so like Robert Ory. <laughs> Robert Ory. Uh, so with LeBron, I don't hate LeBron, right? But the uh, the reason I guess I'd kind of root for Golden State in this series is they've already like made the dynasty thing happen. So I'm kind of like, ah, roll with it, man. Like when three championships like let them be that team yeah. in this era that just kind of like owned it you know yeah so i'm kind of like if it's in a uh lebron the, the guy does amazing things with a <laughs> somewhat subpar team <laughs> but i know that image of him and jr smith is like floating through your mind right oh now. lord dude jr smith uh i'm just glad the knicks don't have him <laughs> that's all i'm saying but um I don't know what he was thinking. He thought they they were up in the game. It was I don't know. Anyway, if you if you didn't see the finals last night, J.R. Smith made a huge. He's blown John head Starks play. and Allen Iverson in one man. <laughs> you leave John Starks alone. <laughs> Actually, AI was great too, man. Um, AI, AI was known for throwing up shots, man. <laughs> he was. He was. But those years when him and Shaq were going back oh, and yeah. forth with mm. the uh, scoring record. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I, I I I think Golden State's gonna take it. I think it'll be tight in some of the games. I do agree with you though that if they let it get to a game six or seven, who boy, yeah. you better watch out because LeBron's gonna own it. Yeah. Um, I guess other than that, um, and if you want the Republican National Convention to come back to Cleveland. <laughs> You better not root for it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's kind of true, though. <laughs> right. uh, oh, wait, that summer was the same year that they won. <laughs> it was, right? The RNC, it was like 2016, think, right? I think, so, yeah. <laughs> think about it. The Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers won. The RNC took place in in Cleveland. Yeah, and then Trump the- and then Trump got the nomination and he won the election. Think about that. All happened in 2016. <laughs> was Cleveland in the World Series that year, too? What year was it? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh. Oh. I gotta, I gotta go back and look. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess like anyway, I guess we'll use the uh, the time stone. <laughs> we'll use to, the time stone, aka go Google, back. to figure that out. But speaking of time stones, we've got a great conversation about Infinity War. Uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Like I said, it's just you know a couple of knuckleheads talking about it. But uh, yeah. hopefully, you guys enjoy it and uh, enjoy our insights. Yeah. Joe. What? I don't feel so good. <laughs> so Joe and I decided to have a La Cosa Nostra meeting. <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we talking about, Joe? We're talking about Avengers: Infinity War. And who are we here with? We are here with uh, Michael Rangeli, back at you. Luis Cordero, first timer. If you might remember, Mike was uh, in the episode when Joe was out. He's also Joe's brother, twin uh, brother. Otherwise known as the best episode. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, what's up here? <laughs> Luis does not, uh, does not agree. What's going on with the, uh, the people downloading that episode more than most? Uh, just, I don't know what's going on with that. I know what's going on. It might be me having listened to it like 12 times. That, go, that tallies <laughs> uh, up. No, but, you know. Know. What was the topic? Uh, the movie Dead Presidents. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Being the uh, lesser twin, that was the topic. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, what are we here to talk about, man? Okay. There's a lot of feels 
that people have in regards to Infinity War. I thought it was a good movie. I'm pretty sure everyone here thinks it's a great movie. Got no qualms. I know what they're going to do. They're going to set us up for the next one. It's really smart, smart marketing, smart content marketing, Marvel. Here he goes into marketer mode again. The thing I got to say is so like Jordan came into this kind of like, well, we need someone to be a contrarian. So I was like, well, true. you're the one who was like, he liked it, but he was like, you know, it was good. So I was like, I guess you're a contrarian. He's like, you voted for Donald Trump, Jordan. Why, why don't you say something bad about uh, Jordan, movie? you made yourself the contrarian. <laughs> the rest of us were with that, like, With that slight hesitation, he was like, <laughs> you're it. Tag, you're it. Anyway, I mean, it's like, it's a little late, right? The, the, the movie's been out, but you know, Figure now this is a, a first off heavy spoilers I'm assuming are going to be in this episode so if you're listening we don't like to encourage people to stop listening but Han Solo dies oh wow that's crazy man yeah no. that was the the third uh, end credit sequence of <laughs> Infinity War Han Solo just faded away into dust the, the Millennium Falcon crash lands <laughs> on top of all the the living Avengers <laughs> Uh, so anyway, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go around and do like first, first uh, reaction. So like Luis, when you saw it for the first time, was it when we went to the draft house? I bought all the tickets or something like that. Yes, you're right. That was the that, first, that was time, the first time, time I saw it. Yeah. So yeah. like, what was the? And I feel like I remember you being like, yeah! no, I'm just kidding. But like, no, what I mean, was that was your... pretty much my reaction. I love that movie. The um, I remember. I didn't read any spoilers. I really try to stay away from all the major like marketing material, except right. for the first trailer. When I saw the first trailer, that's when I knew I was totally in. So I was expecting a good movie. I love the Russos. I thought that they did a great job with the first. Of, I'm sorry, the Winter Soldier and Civil War. Winter Soldier being my particular like favorite. Civil War Marvel is actually film. Jordan's yeah, like favorite. Civil War is a fantastic uh, film. I'm uh, I'm one with the uh, Winter Soldier being the best of all models. Yeah, Winter Soldier is it's the repayability you can see it whenever it's such a great movie I remember when Luis saw the first Infinity War trailer because he was like staying away from them mm-hmm. and kinda, he, it kind of caught him off guard because like we had went to see a movie yeah. and it like oh it's it, Ready it, Player it, it, One play, yeah it played yeah. the trailer played and before so we had seen this trailer already mm-hmm. and like so like it played and then like in the theater he was looking at us like yo I was awesome. what do I do <laughs> we were like first he was first he was trying not to like I didn't want to see, see it, it. Yeah. and then he, he was just like T- oh my god I was taken over by Josh Brolin's voice as soon as I heard those <laughs> that velvety voice I was like oh my god I need to see this movie and he was like he was just like did you see that and we were like we saw that like weeks ago dude like, yeah yeah I was like yo Captain America holds his glove and he's like holding him back <laughs> but yeah so my initial reaction was just like I was I was in awe because like when you think when you think about like how hard of a directing job that must have been to like you know you're juggling all these characters you're juggling the, the plot you're, you're juggling so many things and for all of these things to like come together to tell something that is in any way uh, coherent right, right. like I was just in awe of that I was like wow that's one of the best directing jobs that I've seen recently and for them to do it under like two and a half hours it's just it's, it's incredible and I mean I, what can I say I loved it I think it's it's superbly well crafted plot I mean it does have its faults and I'm sure we're gonna get into the into the faults because I have my problems with right, it as right. well 
but it's 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 an incredible achievement. It's like a movie of this magnitude is gonna come with its faults, right? Because mm-hmm. they're handling and juggling a lot. But the fact that they were able to like take as much as they did and like make a coherent story, and then on top of that, like make Thanos the villain, who's usually a throwaway, right? Villains usually tend to be throwaways, like this like character that people can like. I don't want to say relate with because like they wants to kill half the universe, but you know what I'm saying? Like they understand. You're not relate with Thanos. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, uh, Jordan is the Thanos of this round table right now. I know. I can see it. I can see it in his really? eyes. Oh, I can My, see it. Minus the velvety I can, voice. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I can see the neck muscles. He's got the neck muscles. <laughs> He's got those necks. So, uh, Mike, I feel like my, my brother and I, Mike, uh, like we, our reaction is pretty much the same. Very know? similar, yes. I mean... Uh, to, to what Luis was saying, I feel like, yeah, like y- you're gonna have certain like nitpicking issues with a movie like that because the scale's just so big, can't get everything right. But it's like to do what they did and get like so much right is astonishing. You're just like, wow, like I wasn't, uh, you know, expecting it to be as good as right. it was, and it was just like, wow, that was. I'll say like. Else. So my initial reaction, and I guess this will kind of roll into the next question because I was going to be like favorite moment, like what's your favorite moment? But like the ending, man. Like I, I, the again, spoilers. We're into spoilers here. Like a month after the movie, so uh, shame on you. It was uh, yeah, seen it five times. You know the fact that they. You know, had the guts to like kill off as many characters they get, and I know people will be like, "Well, you know, they're not really dead." I feel like Jordan's one of those people. The thing is, is most franchises don't do that, even if you know they're coming back. Would DC have pulled that trigger? Hell no, especially with a character like Black Panther. I mean, technically right? they killed Superman, but like, but that that took to yeah, me that I took that to me that mean, took yeah. no guts because. It was the second movie. You know he's got like absolutely no. Guy. But even in the same movie, he comes back. That's what the I'm last saying. shot is exactly. the the, the thing trembling. So it's like the, oh yeah yeah exactly. Yeah. So it took no. Yeah. This movie, yeah. like think about Black Panther, right? Black Panther, that movie just broke all these records, surpassed Titanic, all this stuff, and they were still like, hey, listen, he's turning to dust at the end of this movie. If that was Warner Brothers, dude, they would have been like, uh, I think we need a rewrite. Let's reshoot yeah. this ending. And we can't kill this character that just made so and much And not money. to mention Spider-Man, like one of the most beloved Marvel heroes. And they were yeah. like, bye-bye, Spider-Man. Right? So yeah. it's like, so for me, it was like, just the way they handled like all the story, like the separate side mission, everybody sort of having side mission. I thought it was a very clever way to like disperse. That's one of the best characters. parts. Right, right, right. To, to sort of t- take these characters apart because if you ha- if you have them all together all the time on the screen, you're lost, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it's like trying to watch all of Game of Thrones in like one movie. And they created <laughs> the perfect pairings because right. yeah, I, yeah. I could watch a whole movie with Thor and the Rocket. Oh, it was great, two. man! Right. And then like Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Awesome. Doctor Strange is my second favorite character. Played over and the Doctor Strange thing was just because like I'm not a huge fan of the of the movie he's better in this than his own movie dude like I really? love Doctor for Strange for sure like yeah. he, he's showing and like in this film it eclipses everything that happened and, and I don't even hate Doctor Strange like that movie I think it is one of the lesser Marvel films but I, I think it's one of the ones that if you watch more you kind of get a little more right. out of it right. but for sure he's like 
he his showing in Infinity War is better. When than, him and Thanos have that, like, uh, I, and this may be some some people's favorite moments. It's here, the best fight. It, by the way. When him and Thanos have that like fight, and he like throws the mirror world at Thanos, and he like reflects it back. It's so awesome. I was like, that's what I wanted in Doctor Strange, like the, the movie. You know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Uh, so, but the end was the thing that like I remember saw it in a press screening and. Silence. You can hear a pin drop. Because oh, people were just like, what did we just watch? You know what I'm saying? And I remember my heart. And actually, the second time I saw it, which is crazy because I knew it you were was expecting happen, it. My heart was pounding like crazy. So that mm-hmm. ending, man, the way it gets you, they, I had one of the best reactions in when I first saw it because I remember I like missed the screening we had right. for it. So I was coming back into town and I was like, I'm just going to run to whatever theater has a time that I can see like available. I was like, because I don't want anybody. Over the weekend, I knew things would get spoiled so I was like I'm going immediately to see this movie and I went to Cobble Hill Cinemas which shout out to Cobble Hill Cinemas uh, great small theater Uh, in Brooklyn New York (laughs) I went there and you know it was pretty packed but now you know not nothing crazy and we're sitting there and the end happens and it's that amazing shot with Thanos sitting and the Uh, smile comes uh, on his face as it goes down right and it goes black just one dude in the back went what? <laughs> and I started cracking up. I was like, that was amazing. It was funny because when we went to see it, uh, Mike, Luis, myself, and uh, a buddy Adam, and was, we uh, we were coming out of the theater, and there was this guy and his girlfriend, and his girlfriend was just like, I want my money back. <laughs> what did I just watch? And the boyfriend, because I guess, you know, he must be like a comic nerd or whatever, and he was kind of like, I'll explain it to you in the car. <laughs> and I was like, mansplain it. Uh, yeah, he'll mansplain it to him. Uh, but you know, obviously that's not I think not Jordan just... cringed when you said mansplains. <laughs> he mansplains a lot. Uh, anyway, so Jordan, like, what was your uh, initial reaction to the movie? Well, one experience I had was that when I was waiting online to enter the theater, I'm at like the midnight showing. Yeah. In uh, on Thursday. No, no, it was like it was midnight, and I'm in like Glendale, right? right. Like Glendale Cinema. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, yo, and this fucking teenager comes out saying, like, yeah, I can't really kill Spider Man, right? Whoa! <laughs> I would have seen someone getting body slammed. Yo, and the thing is, like, there are, I'm online with other adults, like, people with families, right? And then right, these right. guys are like, and you know like, the thing is like you don't know if this kid's bullshitting or he's just fucking with people and then when I got to the end of the movie I was like oh fuck <laughs> you're like damn yes, they killed you know? him <laughs> yes, it was funny because we went to see it with a good buddy of ours Antoine shout out buddy if you're listening and we saw it at the draft house again and we're coming down the escalator and if you know Antoine uh, he's, I don't think any of you listeners know Antoine <laughs> well I'm gonna explain he's like this big boisterous like loud but like fun love Loquacious. Right, right, right. And like booming and jovial, right? So like, and he's just like, oh my God. And he's talking about the movie on the escalator and he he drops something like, and Black Panther died or something like that. And there's people like going on the escalator up literally towards the theater just were like looking at him with this like look of despair. (laughs) And I was like, yo, dude, I think you blew it up. (laughs) Um, But uh, so anyway, uh, after that, what you you saw the movie, kid ruined it for you. Yeah, I mean, I watched it. I, you know, I kind of went into it 
like don't expect what you, you should expect right um i know like we were talking about you know the theory there were a lot of theories out there like captain america is gonna die or um you know like maybe Nick Fury. that's the next movie that's the next that's gonna movie. be yeah. in the next movie. <laughs> yeah right and it's like they strategically pick the people that were gonna pull out the heartstrings the most right? right a to buy more time but also b it's like i think it was it was very it was very apparent in my opinion you know like like black panther like come on like you know they were gonna like sacrifice him yeah, but I'm just saying it's still, it's still like I saw people devastated in that theater because like yes, comic book nerds know these characters are coming back. There's a huge you know population that knows yeah, nothing that about this. Yeah. That think that, that like right that. now think Spider Man and Black Panther are dead. Yeah, so it it takes really? guts, man. Not, not everybody's reading you know uh, uh, birth movies, death, and like yeah, staying <laughs> right, up with right. like oh well you know they're already making so and so's movie, so I know he can't be dead. Right, right. Like there's a good portion of us, but not everybody does that. So you're getting people coming out of the theater like the woman who's like I want my money back right. because she's like damn man. Yeah. Marvel just got yeah. me. I got got by Marvel. Right. But I also think what's interesting, too, is that they also strategically lined up movies uh, um, for characters that, um, you know, people aren't as familiar with. I mean, like, I know Ant-Man already had a movie, but now you have Ant-Man and Wasp, right? Yeah. And, you know, that that's also, like, a character that, you know, a lot of people, you know, you didn't, you didn't necessarily, you weren't necessarily looking forward to the sequel, per se. I kind of was. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, compared to, say, like... I don't know, Spider-Man, right? Like, you're definitely looking forward to, like, a Spider-Man sequel, right, right? right? But, like, with Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's like, okay, but now you definitely want to watch this because you're <laughs> exactly. like, wait a minute, what just fucking happened? But think about one? how clever that is on their part. Yeah. And it makes sense because it's like, all right, one, if you think about it this way, although they will, they will obviously make appearances in the movie because, like we said, these characters are coming back, but... Like, for a good portion of the film, you don't have to pay, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, <laughs> you only sure. pay him for how much he's actually going to be in the film, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, you pay a little less because you don't have the big name characters, but then your characters like Ant-Man, like you were saying, they get more, Step into more the screen time, yeah. more, exactly, more yeah. spotlight time. Captain Marvel, like, right. right? Yeah, Captain, another one, which is going to be really big. And I think what's funny, too, is that... um. I guarantee you, what, like with Ant Man and the Wasp, it's like the type of movie that you there's gonna be a portion of the population that's gonna like pay to watch it, and they're not even really looking forward to like Ant Man. They're probably looking for that end credit to be like, okay, I know oh, yeah, what happened yeah, to like after that, that, Infinity War, right? And that's the brilliance of it is that it's like now you're like, wait a minute, now they're gonna get in, you know inducted into like the world of Ant Man, and maybe you might actually enjoy the movie. And oh yeah, that end credit. I need to watch that end credit in the process. <laughs> exactly. you know. First off, can we talk about how Marvel's obviously mastered the end credit? Like people will not leave that theater. You got people standing there, gotta piss. Now you expect holding, it, no? Right? Yeah. yeah. Even if you watch a movie like Moonlight, you're like the end credit sequence <laughs> yeah. in Moonlight. We gotta wait for it. Never did I ever think I'd see people sit through like 15 minute credits, credits right? <laughs> of Only. just like all these names of like you know CGI artists that nobody. <laughs> And, and that's the genius of the uh, what was it Homecoming the Captain America one that is like, yeah that's you the last sat one. through these credits you know I, it, this teaches you patience patience <laughs> you sat here for nothing <laughs> it's like it's amazing even they're playing with the fact that yeah. people sit through their end credits yeah uh, so give me uh, Luis give me uh, like what was your like now I guess like even like reflecting back like mm-hmm. what, what is your like favorite moment in the movie uh, I mean, there's a bunch, but the one that I always, the one that I always go back to is when Thanos and 
uh, Gamora first arrive at uh, I can't remember the, the name of the planet where they oh uh, yeah when uh, they're going for the stone the soul stone exactly yeah, 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 yeah that moment I think that whole sequence like really set the tone from that moment on I knew that well this movie is like right, really right. really fucking good um, I mean they take a character that is you know pretty beloved Gamora from the Guardians of the Galaxy right. uh, series and they killed her in a very brutal way and to be honest she may be one of the ones that doesn't come back yeah yeah totally I mean we can also get into the whole soul stone theory that people have the idea that she's trapped inside the stone you know her soul yeah yeah because she's the one who's at the end basically it exchanged you get the stone but her soul well this is what I was gonna go into is like where what what are your theories for the next one but um I mean there are several there are several but I would say I would say that's it was so definitely handled that that one sequence um, with everything music cinematography Roland's performance like at that moment when you see the animation on Thanos' face like you see the pain the suffering all these things like it really sells the character it's such a Shakespearean moment you know what I mean it's It's probably some of the best like mocap I've ever seen I was just about to I was gonna cut I didn't want to cut you off but I was gonna say can we talk about how good the motion captures got because I remember when everybody used to be like dead eyes the characters have dead <laughs> yeah, eyes yeah, Polar and Express that, yeah, yeah and Polar now like Express. Thanos is giving Oscar winning performance yeah, or like Oscar movie. worthy performance to this day Polar Express is one of the most it's terrifying terrifying yeah, Beowulf is also a little terrifying Beowulf's, Beowulf's yeah. bad but it's not, as bad, it's not as bad as Polar, Polar Express, Express is like Christmas is coming every like, character like, in, in abyss yeah. like, every character <laughs> in Polar Express looks like they're peering into your soul <laughs> Like you're like, oh shit! I can't look. At the Let's save too the reindeer. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ! Uh, so what? Like looking back, what's your Mike? What's your uh, like favorite moment now? You know, like, I'll give you, a, I'll give you two moments because I think everybody when they see movies like this have like, okay, this moment, and I would probably agree with Luis. That scene on the planet is probably the best scene in the movie right Mm -hmm. like in one of my favorite scenes because just the way it's put together and handled the one with him and Gamora but that then I think everybody ends up having their moment like best action you know what I'm saying like you have your moment of like you know this was poignant and then you have your moment of this was just sheer action bring me Thanos (laughs) and my favorite action moment is Thanos pulling down the moon like come on everybody you always talk about that moment that is your favorite yeah definitely that's just a great It's like something show. from like an RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great show of the power and like it's shot <laughs> is, really well and stuff. It's totally a final it's fantasy. It's like a fantasy. <laughs> it's like a summer. Right? You're like, yo, I just got all the stones. Let me uh, hit X, Y, yeah, Z. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like Bahamut comes out. Bahamut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Uh, so I would say um, for me it was uh, the ending, right? That the battle uh, at the end was like pretty crazy. But... To be honest, my favorite, I guess this leads into like this one moment, but just sort of like the handling of Thanos and building of that character to me was so, because for me, the movie doesn't work if we don't find some human qualities within Thanos, right? So the handling of him, like in, on upon reflection, it's like, Jesus, like Brolin's amazing. The mocap work that they did with him, just the the script, right? Where they take that character. So to be honest, my fun, favorite moment, which is a very tiny moment, 
I think it's just that last shot of him looking at the the sun, the at uh, peace uh, where he's at, at peace. peace. And dude, yeah, the smile, way yeah. the music that's just like that, it's like a real stringy piece. It's a great musical. Piece. And it, his eye, right? He's just like looking out. He just did. Did anybody what he else set out to do? Finished his work, and then that cut to black. Incredible. Mm. Like, did I anybody else that. start to be like? Yo, I think Thanos has a point. I know Jordan. I'm looking at Jordan. I'm like, I already know. No, I've Jordan talked to several say. people. Yeah, you know, I definitely agree. But I was kind of like, not that I'm thinking like, you know, half the population should be right. But what I'm saying is, is Thanos is that charming that you would just listen to him and being like, you know, damn, he may, he's so into his own like, you know, his own spiel that you're. Are you gonna like, become part of the Black Order? I, I, dude, talk about great me, characters. Dude, oh, the Black Order, there, Proxima dude. Midnight. So like, I, I, I want to be the next uh, Ebony Maw, dude. Mike and awesome. Maw. Right. Actually, uh, I want to be credited as Mike and Maw when you put this <laughs> done. Really uh, noted. So, Jordan, what's your? Uh, what would you say your favorite moment now? Like, sort of reflecting back like what would your favorite moment be I don't know I think the, I think the humor is actually the parts that the humorous parts are the my favorite parts so like what's your favorite humorous part like? um you know if we're gonna go with fake names I'm Spider-Man <laughs> parts like that um yeah. are there any shit dick liberals oh. getting smashed by anything that would be Jordan's that would be Jordan's favorite you know ever part. since Captain America Civil I've been wondering about Steve Rogers you know <laughs> hey. Jordan was like hey, hey. I, I wish the final battle took place in Portland Oregon <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's let's say let's go into uh, like so what are like some of the theories now for the next one where do you maybe think it'll go or what are some of the theories you've heard about that you think may come true or you would like to can see can I start come by true? saying this isn't even a theory for the next film I just want to get this out there because I'm saying it first this is my theory for Ant-Man and Wasp I say that Wasp disappears at the end of the movie she turns to dust. That makes sense. Which I think is a good, pretty good guess. That's what you know makes Ant Man be like, all right, I gotta get into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. whole spiel about like he's in you know home right. arrest or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now how does Hawkeye get into uh, he's like his his ham, some of his, his family the ham sandwich that like his family made for him disappears <laughs> yeah, right, in his yeah, hand. Right. <laughs> the dog the family dog <laughs> family away. dog's gone he's like no <laughs> <laughs> he's like he, he's out in the range like shooting arrows at trees and shit because he's not no fighting reason. enemies anymore yeah. and he if Fido's you know retrieving the arrows and then you know as he's coming the arrow just disappears drops no. you know, but you know what's funny but you know what's funny I feel like that's gonna be like an end credit in like Ant Man and, and Wasp, <laughs> yeah, right. You know I mean? <laughs> like it'll end with like the Wasp like disappearing, and then like the end credit will be like you know Jerry Mariner, you know lone 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 white male, <laughs> middle of the South Dakota, uh, South South Dakota landscape. Oh yeah, I'm describing Wind River right now. Yeah, he's describing a whole other movie right now. Uh, Maybe Wind and, River. And Scarlet Witch did disappear. She's in that movie. Maybe Wind River is a secret Marvel film. <laughs> I can see it. I can see uh, it. I just love another favorite moment. Here we go. Oh, here it comes. Um, the dude that uh, makes uh, Peter Dinklage's character who constructs the uh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that part where he's just like, yo, he gives him that warning to Thor, like, you know, like <laughs> that's what you you dying like, me. He's like. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like don't do that because you might you might you might kill yourself and die and then he's like yeah I'm just gonna go out and do it anyways and the response is like yeah it's <laughs> he, yeah. he, he's yeah. like he, Thor's like will it kill me and he's like yeah that's, that's, what, that's, what, I, <laughs> yeah, that's what killing you means <laughs> we all butchered that line but I, I think people but we got it we got it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that was definitely one 
<laughs> it was a type of joke where like I was sitting at my desk late, late, like days later like <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> he's like Beavis yeah. <laughs> uh, so I will I say want... I will say this the Thor Rocket and Groot coming down to Wakanda that is also oh, one of my favorite movies that, yeah, when that Bifrost just comes down and they're like <laughs> the together. Bring Me yeah, Thanos yeah, moment yeah, the Bring moment. Me Thanos fantastic yeah. um, and Thor really gave Thanos his all like he almost he just should have killed him. him he just should have went for the head he almost <laughs> killed yeah. him uh, so uh, theories theories there. so I, I'll throw another theory out there and I don't want to take complete credit for it because actually shout out to guy I work with Nahid uh, <laughs> we talk about Marvel a lot when we're working and um, he actually said that he feels like the the uh, quantum realm is going to play a big role in the next one because obviously like time isn't relevant so the quantum, the quantum realm being realm. the realm that so Ant-Man can, can lot, inhabit yeah, when so he Ant-Man shrinks to and then I, I came up with the theory that Ant-Man just gets super small goes under the gauntlet gets big again and knocks it off of Thanos' hand <laughs> what if he gets crushed in, in, in <laughs> right in that fist uh, no but seriously like I think like okay so the original Avengers are the only ones who are left alive at this point right, right. except for Rocket right I think obviously they're going to have to sacrifice themselves in order to be able to bring the people who vanish right. back, and that's you know in terms of contracts that helps Marvel. <laughs> except for and except Disney. for Thor, Thor's going to stay. I don't. Thor's going to stay. I don't think uh, what you call it's done doing. Marvel it's funny. I feel like yeah. I feel like after Ragnarok, now, especially now that he has the yeah, short yeah, hair, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. need to keep him. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth is kind of like uh, yeah, he owns Hemsworth's that. Thor's definitely not done doing Marvel films, but. Uh, Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Evans. I mean, Chris Evans for sure is done. And that's why, I mean, it's almost a guarantee Cap dies in this thing. I feel like Cap is going to be like, Definitely want to want to sacrifice. Say like the soul with Tony at the same time. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. they should go at the same. They hold time. hands and jump yeah, something into the like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, something happens to like I don't know, Iron Man and he's just like in a wheelchair. So I don't know. Like that could that could happen. Maybe he gets like put at a commission. Yeah. And then Robert Downey Jr. only makes cameo like you know uh, Stan Lee like cameos yeah. in the rest of the movie. What if Captain America goes to the planet where the Soul Stone was and we get a total Demolition Man moment? Where he sees Red Skull and he's like, Phoenix! And tackles it over the I would love that. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I, I think a Cap's definitely gone. And, you know, it's funny. I can't necessarily think of how they're going to do it. I think, like, the Soul Stone may be a good way that they're going to do, like, he sack. Actually, sack. if he, like. It's going to be some, like, really heroic moment, obviously. So I think. If he gave his himself. soul for, like, Gamora, that would be, like, uh, you know, like a good way for Cap to go out. Right. The thing is, is yeah. pe- some people may... I don't remember if this was you, Jordan, or somebody else I was talking to, but apparently... Uh, well, I can't think of her name, who plays Gamora. Um, oh, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. She's got a lot of Avatar stuff coming up, right? So apparently, did she? Yes, she does. Right, she may not be. Yeah, she's got like five movies worth. Of <laughs> right, Jesus. Yeah. So the she may not no be. One cares about anymore? <laughs> exactly. She may not be free to be in Guardians for that you know so that people are positing that like she may not end up being in Guardians you know how much that's gonna suck if we get no more Gamora because she's make she's blue now (laughs) and making Avatar and and more importantly like there's a strong possibility all those Avatar movies are gonna suck (laughs) oh I think you're (laughs) a strong possibility possibility. I think I don't think anybody asked for this many Avatar movies coming up I don't know why James Cameron thinks this is gonna be amazing well you know what you can can't knock him. His I mean, movies the man has a flawless so. track record. Yeah, exactly. That's true. You really can't knock him, but I do think 
people are going to get fatigued with the uh, the uh, maybe he's thinking stuff. well they haven't gotten fatigued no, with the Marvel movies but there's, it's a big difference you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you can only see those blue people so many times like yeah. Marvel at least gives you different characters yeah there's yeah. a lot more content yeah, yeah. you can work with yeah. Marvel because they have you know vast catalog right. of how many times can you remake Fern Gully yeah. Like, right? yeah well I was thinking the same thing like my thing with my thing with um, Avatar is that it would really like piss people off if like the themes and concepts are like every other movie that came out in like the last like nine ten years oh, right, right, right. you know what I mean because like you've seen it all before more or less you saw it in the, la- in the first <laughs> he's going to do traffic but wait here's a question for Jordan you Jordan liked that idea I think, yeah. it's gonna I think Jordan wants it to happen man. well you know you're going to see one where it's just like oh wait there's another like I don't know another species that comes into it and oh no we have to keep them out. No, no, we should let them in. And one of us, part of our faction believes we should let them in. Yeah. No, no, they're a danger to us. They're a threat. And here we go fucking again. <laughs> right. And then was it, it's going to be, what's his name? Who's the, who's the fucking dude in, uh, in, uh, Avatar? Sam Worthington? Yeah, Sam Worthington. He's going to be the first one time that, that name has been said <laughs> in, in years, right? into a microphone <laughs> right. in a long <laughs> time. And dude's going to be like, well, what about me? You accepted me into it. We shouldn't, we shouldn't treat, treat these people like outsiders or any differently. And you're going to have the same fucking police. He's going to be like, it's different. You're a white man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to know at what point uh, Sam Worthington's character is going to be like, can I stop being blue and just be a white guy? <laughs> you know? He's like, is there a way to reverse this guy? <laughs> exactly. uh, I have a question for you guys. Going back to Infinity War right. and theories, how do you think how do you think Captain Marvel's gonna fit in into the next one? I think she she's the Adam Warlock. Well, yeah, she's. I think she. Well, it, it's funny because I was gonna pose the question if like if Adam Warlock isn't really established somehow in Captain Marvel's film, do you think he even makes a big showing within Infinity War? Because I actually think Captain Marvel's th- gonna end. Warlock up is not coming up. in. He's not coming in until Guardians Three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, so yeah, like, she's they, gonna yeah. end up having like the sort of. Uh, Adam Warlock moments from the comic. If, if your listeners don't know, Adam Warlock is a big character within the comics. Yeah. He ends he plays up wielding the gauntlet in the, in the yeah. original Infinity Gauntlet story. And I think Captain Marvel will end up having like sort of those big moments. Like she might wield the Yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of the way I think they're going to do Because even though they've hinted to Adam Warlock, nothing set him up. So unless there's yeah, something yeah. crazy, like drastic in Captain Marvel, which I doubt. I just don't see him popping up out of anywhere. Um, he ain't getting set up in Ant Man. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> right. yeah. So, I think I think Captain Marvel is the Adam Warlock of this. I think she and the character is is a powerful character, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think she's gonna basically like fill that role, which which is cool. Yeah, yeah I especially think she, yeah. for uh, what's her name, <laughs> Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like the next stage of for all the Marvel films, you're gonna see like the main the main cast is gonna be like you know. Uh, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Spider Man. Oh right. yeah, you for know, sure. Um, Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he made his appearance in uh, oh, actually, Thor Ragnarok. See, his face Rag- is on I the didn't... building. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't see no, he's not yet. in it. <laughs> Although now I'm blown out. Right, right. Yeah, right, I was wondering. Right. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. And I was like, wait, I didn't see Ragnarok. He's probably in Ragnarok. No, you no. Seen Ragnarok? I haven't oh, seen Ragnarok. You didn't yeah, see the Ragnarok. Dude. So, <laughs> so you were crazy Ray? lost. Yo, Jordan. Yo, yo, Jordan. There's these Marvel movies. You should check them out. Yeah. <laughs> Beta Ray Bill is is on the build. There's like a carving of him on the building of right. the Grandmaster has. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can see the face. Yeah. 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 Oh, Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, it's getting dark. Anyway, yeah, Captain Marvel. She's gonna be. She's gonna be our uh, Adam Warlock, I think. So I wanted to ask you two about your thoughts on the Netflix Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows, and at what point are we gonna? see them get tied in or do like we, incorporated yeah into or do we want to see that i mean I'm, I'm i personally would like to see I would, <laughs> jordan and percy love to see punisher join oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. you know what it's funny because i said you know what would satisfy fans you wouldn't even have to write them into the movie like as a storyline like let's just say there's a battle going down and it's taking place in new york and you hit street level and you just saw the defenders fighting people would lose their fucking minds yeah, if they no, saw that shit that's all you have to do you don't have to write really in a right, daredevil right. storyline or anything like that you know what i'm saying people mm. would love that or like maybe somebody's about to like get black widow or something and then like the head explodes and you just see punishment <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that would be just useless fan service it's just no oh uh, come reason. on but sometimes fan service is a good thing uh, don't don't act uh, like it, yeah, it is though because like yo not tying it in just makes it seem like you're trying to it don't exist yeah, honestly honestly i think it's harder for the shows because like mm. this epic event right like Half the universe disappears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, how you write yeah, that into write the, show? the show? Because they've obvi- they've hinted towards the Avengers in the shows. So what do they do next? Like what what happens? What in, do they call them in the shows? The event or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's like, why I like um, Spider Man. Not to take it away from the shows, but Spider Man Homecoming because Spider Man Homecoming, the way that movie is built, is kind of like one of those shows. It's very small, right, Very right. intimate. Spider Man is not out to like stop a giant laser beam being. The you know, shot yeah. into the sky. Right. He's just trying to stop some dude from stealing some a couple of things. A thief. That's what right. he's trying to do. So that in in that sense, I dude. When I saw that they wrote in the open the end you know, like Avengers the Avengers movie into the beginning of Spider-Man Homecoming I was like genius I was like that is great that's, that's I what love yeah. that th- it takes place at, it, during the aftermath that was my point the, is that the yeah, way yeah. that that movie begins with like uh, the Vulture's company um, being the ones who are trying to like you know fix the right, harvest the uh, alien clean, clean it up and clean all that it, stuff yeah, yeah. that was brilliant that was actually really really smart it ties it into the other movies and it gives the film some weight you know what I mean yeah and yeah. I, I feel like at some point if they're if they don't want to like sort of be taken as a joke they gotta like tie these in somehow even if you never see them in the movies they gotta tie it in somehow within the show if they said off the bat like this is an alternate universe but it's Marvel then it makes sense but the fact that they reference the event and stuff then it's like you know who would really help kick some like Chitauri ass Luke fucking Cage are you kidding me (laughs) and Jessica Jones you know you know what I think everybody would love Uh, what's Daredevil's buddy's name the other lawyer oh no He disappeared. Oh, oh, oh. Not Bucky. What's his name? Buddy. Whatever. Daredevil's buddy's name. Foggy. Foggy. If he just disappeared, then like, everybody, everybody would start clapping. Oh, that'd be amazing. Slow, Slow clap. I just want to see Thanos lift the glove towards Foggy. Like he's sipping from like a fucking Slurpee and he just goes, <laughs> annihilates Foggy. Oh, Foggy's like they're out and Foggy's like chowing down on a hamburger and he's just like, uh, he's like, I, I feel, I feel a little funny. <laughs> Hamburger just drops. I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I don't see them tying it. Definitely not into the movies, but I feel like the shows. 
at some point have to do you it see, if they want to be like, taken seriously. I get what you're saying about fan service, right? Like, sometimes it could be too much. And you're just like, oh, whatever. But, like, something like that, like, giving us a quick shot of, like, the defenders kicking some ass... That would be a nice way to be like, look, see, these guys are in this oh. universe since we established it anyway, like, and we're giving, yes, a little bit of fan service would, goes a long way sometimes. Oh, Mike, that's like at the end of Return of the Jedi when oh, they, they beat God. the Empire, and then you see Coruscant, like a quick shot, and then you see everybody celebrate, and then you hear, Misa is free! <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know why it's no, that's not the same thing? Because everybody fucking hates talking about People actually like Daredevil. I feel know? like that was mostly like Lucas being like, like yeah, like screw you guys, and also like don't forget these new movies. It's like wait, you're never wait, gonna see the originals again. Wait, but this thing, George Lucas, like he never incorporated any of the TV show stuff into any of the movies either, though. And that's why, <laughs> damn, Jordan's been holding this grudge. Yo, a long no, time. honestly, honestly, yo, but real talk, think about it this way. Also, Disney. But what franchise. TV shows? What do you mean? You know, like all in, in, you remember in between, um, like uh, Revenge of the Sith and like basically. Uh, Clone Wars you're talking about? All the Clone Wars stuff. That came out. (laughs) The thing is, is Clone Wars is now. Yeah, I was going to say. Jordan, they're doing it now. They're incorporating the TV stuff into the movies. But I I get what Uh, you're saying. Like, there's some stuff earlier on that just wasn't. Yeah, why weren't the Ewok movies incorporated? (laughs) The Ewoks. uh, No, but but think about it this way. So, like, Clone Wars is a series, right? Um, It's all the stuff that's supposed to take place between Clone Wars the movie and Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Right, right, right. So, but when you get to Revenge of the Sith, like, they don't mention, like, it's true. None of that. like all this stuff right there's not even a point where he's just like where um uh, no but those movies were made way before those, those things like Ahsoka Tano didn't come until um Revenge of the Sith was way past that was in 2005 yeah, Revenge George, of the Sith and Ahsoka George Tano was way back notorious for doing shit like that well, he like, didn't even write that character that, that's not his character that's uh what's even wait, you letting people just take your franchise and do all types of wild shit with this that's well, he sold it that's what's happening like he now. said in the interview he sold it to white slavers that's why he said to ABC <laughs> oh, whoa you don't remember yeah at ABC he's it's like he sold uh, Lucasfilm to white slavers. All right, we got to dig this quote up, and that's going to be the we lead the uh, <laughs> the promotion of this episode with. Yeah, clickbait. No, there you go. This, this is the same guy that gave us red 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 tails. <laughs> oh cool. my god! Yeah, um, <laughs> <Yikes>. but. <laughs> But I mean, there's also a lot of like fiction that came out from Star Wars from like the '90s, like when they were right, right, the right. franchise was, going. Yeah, yeah. And there's also like a lot of things that are unexplained too. And like, I mean, you know what I'm waiting for is the Shadows of the Empire. Movie. Here we go. Nobody <laughs> watched Rendar, people. That's Rendar had a cool name and a cool ship, that Ebon Hawk. Yeah. yeah. But apart from that, the game was ah, great. But... Okay. <laughs> the man could barely jump as a character. <laughs> Bad Nintendo 64 controls. Could you imagine if they made the movie with Dash Randor and they just made him a shitty jumper in the movie? He's just like, just we're like, falling off the cliff for no reason. They're like, just jump, Dash. And he's like, my secret's changing. I can't. <laughs> well, but Jordan was going to make it. Somebody snorted it. That was my story. Uh-oh. This is oh. why Jordan's like, this is why I don't have this many people in my pocket. No, nah, not even that. No, nah, that, that that's all I had to say was that like there were all these characters created and like like... That was actually my fear for when they started announcing all these like MCU TV shows. Like doing Agents of Shield was gutsy enough. Like that was that's right, right. But then now 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 we're at the point where like you know they did a like one really short lived season of like what was that crappy TV show? Ugh, uh, Inhumans. Inhumans, uh, right? And you know, and, and trust me, like some of those characters are awesome, but no one asked for any of them to be. Made into a TV you know show. why? So in the Yo, cloak and, da- cloak and dagger. Cloak and dagger might be good. We don't know yet. Cloak and yeah. dagger but it's like marketed towards like the. Like, that's like a T. It's like a it's, it's for, free. Like, it's, show. Like a, it's, like a, it's gonna be a tween show. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah. they're gonna Young try and adult. go at the D, the DC the DC. Uh, but you know why they were pushing Inhumans is because 
you know, up until now, like with the whole Fox, like, you know, them acquiring Fox, in the comics, they started pushing Inhumans more because they didn't want to develop X-Men content because they didn't own X-Men. Right. So that's why they were trying to right. push an Inhuman show because they were like, we're developing so much Inhumans content. Like, let's push them, even though they're characters people don't know, and see if they could become popular. And it didn't work. That show looked off. <laughs> yeah. Netflix should have made that show, by the way. It would have been better if Netflix made it. Right. Even though they, like, their track record with the Marvel shows have been like very spotty, touchy lately with some of the shows. Still better I than feel Inhuman. like on, <laughs> on the scale that show needs to be uh, with Inhumans, Netflix probably would have yeah. done a better job with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. Um, and I'm sure they're missing any other shows that would have also fit into that. It was know? like Agent Carter, but that was like way before. And right. I actually heard yeah, that yeah, that show Carter was good, and like some people that. were like upset when they, they canceled, canceled it, but yeah. I heard that show was pretty. Yeah. I kind of wanted to watch it. I thought it was yeah. an interesting so much idea. That you could do with Agent Carter. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's like the idea that like she's one of the people that started Shield and like her yeah, adventures, yeah. Like, like that's developing okay. Shield. Yeah, that's cool. That. Yeah, uh, so I should have watched it before they canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you seen Thor's Ragnarok? Uh, not the Ragnarok. Uh, yes, World? I've seen. I've seen, Thor. Thor. I've seen Dark World. I, Dark, yeah. World? Dark World is the only MCU film you haven't I seen haven't it. seen. You've seen it. Yeah, I've he's seen, seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I n- I didn't see it until like recently. Yo, that Captain America cameo is actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? I wasn't expecting it. Yo, whoa, the spoilers for Thor: Dark World. Sorry, man. That was an awesome Captain America. Yeah. Uh, That's Cap- one of the the, the bright spots of that movie. When he shows up, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was really cool. That was really cool. Anyway. Wrestling movie sucks though. <laughs> anyway, let's we'll end it on that note. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming through, guys. Thank um, you, guys. And uh, you know, maybe uh, after the next one, we'll have another round table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Shift us out. <laughs>